0: You here tonight for Word of the Lord 2020? Um, yes, we're excited about 2020. I love that song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. You know, I really believe one of the things the Lord is having us do is just begin to decree. You know, that He is our Waymaker, He is our Miracle Worker, He's our promise that we have. So, um, it's exciting to just see some of the things. I really don't know what um, Greg's Word of the Lord is, because he, spend, he spends weeks, it just takes a long time to get Word of the Lord. I'm like, Are you finished? he finished? does a lot of research and study, and I just thought he said, it's finished. But tonight I'm just gonna share a couple of things that the Lord began to show me, because I said to him, I'm gonna help you this year, so you don't have to get as much. And, and, and um, yeah, but it's always good. You know, the thing about what Greg does when he's doing Word of the Lord, He really studies out, God, what are you saying? You could just come up with some cliches, but he really studies and gets the meaning of the words that the Lord wants to say. And so I'm ready to hear it because um, 2020 has already started off us with so much change. Unbelievable. So, And um, doing things that we never thought we'd be doing, and it's only one month into 2020. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, God, you must think I can... Stretch incredibly. See, yeah, I must be already picking up some stuff. So, oh, that's enough for God. Yes, <laughs> that's enough. Okay, we've started one month into 2020, and um, we'll be pastoring this church for a year, and uh, we just got so much going on. But anyway, it's all good. Starting a whole new marketplace initiative. Got to write Bible studies, and like oh, God, obviously, I have way more capacity than. I'm already putting out so there you go it's awesome but just going to share a couple of things um that the lord gave me for this year and so i, I really felt like 2020 is going to be the year of using our voice um there's power in the sound you understand know our voice and what we speak um oh sorry too late i'm first <laughs> so i really felt you know that god is going to have us use our voice and part of that using your voice is speaking out your prophetic promises. Come on, speaking out what the Lord has spoken of you, what He's said. And just amazes me how many people, like, just um, go through stuff and they're wondering, what, why am I going through this or what's happening? And it's like, well, have you listened to any of your prophetic words? Oh, no, not really. And it's like, well, you need to because they. Part of that is God says he He speaks out our future. Come on, he speaks out his God. So those, even for us with all this change, what we've done is listen to our prophetic words, the most recent ones, and there's so many keys in it. So now we're beginning to speak it out. Come on, we're beginning to speak out. God, this is what you said. This is what, you know, you've given us the capacity. You've commissioned us. And so now we're beginning to speak it out. It says in Isaiah 30. 31, the voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. Don't you love that? Come on, the voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. So that's God's whatever God speaks to you. And your prophetic words are the voice of the Lord. Come on, he uses an instrument to speak, but they're words from God. So it says those words shatters the enemy. So I believe part of that sound and that crying out is for us to begin to speak the words of God. Not just that, the word of God. Come on, the Bible is is God's voice, it's God's word. And so whenever you're struggling or going through something, you need to decree those out. God wants us to begin to use what he's given to us. Sometimes we're crying out, and God, we're just not really saying, God said, well, I've told you what to do. Now just begin to speak it out. So the voice of the Lord, as we speak God's word, it will shatter the enemy's plans and holds on people's lives. Amen. I really believe, and I'm getting in a bit of this year, um, I feel like Kanye West getting saved, that's been a big thing. In the, but I feel like he's just the beginning of famous people getting saved. We're going to see so much of that this year. We're going to see so many. But it's not that, well, they're famous, but they've got influence. Come on, they can have influence to Impact and change. Oh, look what he's been doing already through that, the amount of people. But as well as that, and some of the things we'll talk about later, we're starting the new initiative next, oh, this year, It's not. We're in it, not next year. Uh, marketplace Initiative because we really feel like it's a season and time now where we, you know, it says in the Bible that our job as fivefold ministers, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. And so we want to equip you to be able to reach the people in your marketplace. Come on, Most people, it's not that they don't want to do it, they just don't know how. And we realize a lot of people don't study the Word of God anymore, and we're gonna implement that into it. What does the Word of God say about reaching people's lives? am I supposed to do? And so we feel like one of the great emphasis is going to be reproducing and reproducing. We need to start training people to do the work of the ministry because... There's a, a revival coming. Come on, there's people coming in, but we need everybody here. We're not called to sit, sit in the pews or you've got work to do out there. There's people around you. The world's dying. Come on, there's people around us. And I really feel that one of the key ways to reach people now is the voice of the Lord. Amen. When you can speak the voice of the Lord into people's lives, and it shatters the enemy. But it shatters all his strongholds. I feel like that God is going to have us crying out even more this year because there's a power in the sound and there's a power in crying out. You know, throughout the Bible, God often led His people to cry out. I mean, he had them and he responded to them crying out. Time and time again, he led them into battle this way. Think back on when Josiah, uh, Joshua directed the people by the power of God to collapse the walls of Jericho. How did they do it? Just for the shout. Come on, just for the shout. That's how. And I mean, you can imagine Joshua going back and saying, Well, listen, boys, they're all ready. We're going to war and they've got their, I don't know, bows, arrows, whatever they had back then, cannons, I don't know, whatever, spears, God, I don't know, stones, whatever. So the guys are all ready, got all their gear on, all their battle stuff ready to go. And Joshua says, Not doing it that way today. And they're like, Well, how are we going to do it? Well, we're just going to march around the city. Every day, seven days, and then we're going to... And he says, thing. he says, don't make a sound until I tell you. So he's won't let it talk. And then he says, so make a shout, and that's how the walls come down. That's what the Lord began to show me 2020. On, he's given you the... boy. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the power of God in us, each one of us. We have the power of God. We, God didn't create anybody else with his ability to speak. Dogs can't speak. Birds can't speak. We have God's creative ability in us to change the world and change our world. Come on. That's what happened with Joshua. I feel like that 2020 is the year of looking up and looking around. Start to look up. You know, I really, and our church people know this, but I'm saddened by just uh, a few months ago we were out on a jog and I have noticed this before, but we walked past a peak hour morning bus stop. And there would be, you know, 30 people at this bus stop, all waiting for the bus, and every single one of them were looking down at their devices. But it's gone even further, because I noticed that a little while back. Now everybody's got earphones in. So they're looking down, they've got earphones in, and I thought, how sad is the world today? Because I can imagine 10, 15 years ago, that is the same bus that everybody gets. Everyone would have known everybody, come on. Yep. They would have been chatting, would have made friends, sat on that bus and talked. That's why it's going to be so powerful that as we as the church begin to care about people, come on, look Amen. up, look around, notice people talking because the world's lonely. Come on, everybody's lonely because they're all just, and you know what I was even thinking about, you know, there might have been... Maybe Sue on the bus and she's just had a bust up with her husband and a hard time at home. She gets on the bus but she knows Carol who she's got on the bus with every day and they would have chatted about that and she would have talked it out and Carol must probably give her a bit of advice and she would have felt better by the time she got to work. But who is everyone processing all that stuff with now? In the doctor's surgeries, the only people that talk is the old people. They all sit there and chat, and if you go anywhere, there's a lot of old people. They still talk, but then this generation, it, and I feel like that God's told me that it's a weapon that we have now. It's a way that we can go in just to show people that we care and begin to listen. And so God's challenging every one of us to look up and look around us. Come on, 2020 wants you because there's going to be so many opportunities to bring a word of God into people's life, to pray for people, just to, even to be a friend. You know, God wants us to be different. Come on, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of us. He doesn't want us to join in. You know, it's a, a plan of the enemy to distance people. What's one of the biggest things we have is mental health. No one's talking about anything anymore. Come on, they're, they're locked in on computers, don't get out and socialise. Well, the enemy's trying to stop. It was interesting. I got like the enemy's trying to stop us from speaking the voice of God, which shatters in. Come on. The voice of God was designed to bring enlightenment to people. It was designed to bring life to people, but the enemy's trying to shut the ears, have people look down so no one's reaching out, connecting, being community. And it was interesting because in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says this, The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Come on, essentially, interesting the time we're living in, this is what the enemy's done. So I've been praying now, believing God, that he's been blinding the minds of the unbelievers. So I believe in God. We as a church are the light. Come on. And I've been praying, Lord, let them see again. Come on, let them begin to look up and begin to see. And Ephesians 1.18 is this. It says, I pray the eyes of your heart, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of glorious inheritance in his holy people. I've been praying this prayer. Lord, begin to open. I pray that you will open the eyes of their heart. It says in the, oh Lord, that the enemy's blinded them. Come on, he's blinded them to the light. that God's got the antidote in Ephesians. Come on, we're praying, Lord, open eyes. You've got people round about you that are blinded to the gospel, that are blinded to God. And the enemy's done this. It says it, but we need to pray, God, Open their eyes that they can see. Come on, 2020, you're going to see people in your workplace. You're going to see people in your family begin to come to the Lord. But it's not just God. God wants us to begin to open our eyes. Come on, look up and look around us and pray these prayers. Also, I felt the Lord say that they're going to come from above. I felt like Isaiah 60, verse 5, it says, lift up your eyes and look about you. Here's the scripture. Come on, God's telling us, look up. Lift up your eyes. Open your eyes. And look. The Lord always says that. Rejoice. Lift up. Lift up your heads. Lord, he doesn't want us looking down. Come on. But as I said, more of the enemy's got looking down, but now we're blocking out every sound. People are doing about we as a church. Come on. We're going to bring that voice of the Lord 2020. That's why we're excited about Marketplace Initiative. We're going to training. And equipping to get all of us to begin to notice around us. It's not hard to witness. Come on. And not so much that. Anyway, I don't want to share too much because I'll get too much into that and I'm going to to concentrate (laughs) on this. Even as uh, Luke 22:45, it says this: one of the other things I felt the Lord say, that a lot of us in the church are asleep because of sadness and sorrow, because of disappointment because of sadness and so on. But I feel like one of the other things is as you begin to give up, as we begin to look around and begin, is nothing better than blessing people. Come on, there's nothing better than bringing life to somebody, the voice of the Lord, and just being able to hear him. God, what's needed for this person? He might just say, carry whatever it is, but it shatters the enemy's hold on them. God's wanting, says here, um, he wants us to look up, and so it says here, um, where is I in Luke? Luke 22, verse 45. When he arose from prayer, this is Jesus, and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep and exhausted from sorrow. And when I begin to look at that and break that word, that means sadness, grief. It says reluctant, resentful manner, heaviness, Sorrow. He says, why are you sleeping us? And get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Come on, God's causing us to rise up, to get up. I believe that we've been in, in a sleeping because of sorrow, because of disappointments, things that haven't happened, how we thought, come on. Some have been believing for breakthroughs, and it hasn't. But you know what, God, he always comes through on his promise. Come on, he always comes through on what he says. you just got to keep believing, you've got to keep trusting. And so I feel like that this has happened because we've been disappointed. Or we're just same old, same old. I feel like God's bringing life back into the church in 2020. Amen. And that is you being a reproducer of people new converts. Come on, they bring life into the church. They're so excited because everything's new to them. And they're so excited about the Lord and everything he's doing. We need to have that in here. But more than anything... I love it when I can bless somebody's life, when I hear the voice of God and it tell me, call this or "Pray," or just go talk to that girl, or whatever he tells me. It's like I love it because it always brings light. And the Bible says it's better to give than receive. So it's calling us as a church, come on, we've got to be the light.
1: The other hand goes,
0: 2 Chronicles 2020. This is really good for 2020. Okay, it says, yeah. "Believe in the Lord your God." Come on, this key's there two Chronicles twenty twenty. Come on, it's like, "Believe in the Lord your God." You've got to believe in what He said. It's time to start believing, God. What have You promised? What have You said? You know what? It doesn't matter if you've been believing, believing. It hasn't happened. God is a miracle worker, a way maker. Come on, he will bring forth the promises. you just got to keep believing. The good advantage of walking for a long season like now we're 30 years in the Lord, we've seen the promises of God come to pass. So once you see and know that he comes through, and there's things that you'll never understand. There's some things like, well, why did that happen? Well, you know what, you just gotta pick yourself up, you gotta believe God. Come on, believe that He's for you. Believe in the Lord 2020, believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be established. Believe his prophets, and you'll prosper. Come on, you'll prosper. Believe the prophets. 2020 is going to be a year of becoming established so that you may prosper. Come on, God's wanting to establish Amen. this in this season, no more to and fro, back and forth. He wants to establish us. There's so many people in and out and not planted and so much church moving and God told me I've got to move to this church and God is like, I don't think God changes his mind every year or every six months. Come on. It's a time to be established in the word of God, established in the promises of God, established in what he's spoken over your life. And the last thing I really believe, 2020 is a double comeback. Boom, boom. Come on. It's a double comeback. God's bring the number 20 in the Bible symbolizes the cycles of completeness. Um, It's not, it is not so widely used, but often it is connected to a perfect period of waiting. Come on, you've been waiting for your promises, labor or suffering that is compared to a trial or reward. Jacob waited 20 years to get his wife, his property, and release from his father in law. So, 2020 is a year of your comeback. Come on, whatever you've lost, whatever's been stolen, it's a year of comeback. But if you don't believe it, come on, what does it say in Chronicles? You've got to believe God's word. You've got to believe it. If you don't believe it, if you don't grab a hold of it, if you don't start crying out, if you don't start to cry, you'll get to the end of 2020 and I guess not much will change. When God responds to our faith, he's telling us what to do. What does he to say? Prophetically, we're prophets. What does God say? Hear this tonight. We're telling you. This is what God is saying. This is what you've got to do. You've got to believe your word. You've got to hang on to it. You've got to begin to cry out. Come on, keep crying out. Keep it doesn't matter to keep crying out. Keep believing God. You've got to get your prophetic words out because it's insane. This is my year of comeback. Come Amen. on, double comeback. A reward for all my my labor. I know many of you here. Come on, you've been laboring. You've been believing God. You've been trusting God. Well, this is the year 2020 for a reward for all your efforts. Amen? All right,
1: Rob, over to you. 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 Very good. Awesome. Okay. That was our uh, our daughter Zara on the phone, wanted to do a FaceTime. (laughs) So, <laughs> she said, "Looks like you're at church." Like, yes, we're having a meeting. I it? said, preaching." Oh, all right. So, it's so good. I, I don't I can't even believe that we're here, 2020 already. Uh, yeah, I just, it's just uh, gone through such a quick uh, quickness of uh, our time. 2019's finished already. Whether you had a good or bad year, that's gone now. So 2020, everyone's looking forward to 2020. Everyone wants 2020 vision. Everyone wants to see clearer and go further. And uh, I know that as, as Julie uh, ministered some of those things, it's like, yep, definitely. Uh, I only left my iPad just for a short while and she's already gone on and just checked out everything that I've got downloaded from the Lord and used it in her notes. <coughs> so that's why some, this will sound a little bit the same as hers same God, same Holy Spirit but it is, it's this confirmation of what I believe that and, and what we're believing that God is speaking to us as his church and as his people to uh, get ready to see what he's, he's doing and uh, I feel like 2020 is a year to see clearly the goodness of God in the land of the living it's to see clearly, that's, that's, the, that's the key right there, we want to see him more, we want to see him more clearer we want to see what he's got Got for us. We want to see visions. We want to see dreams. And and this whole area, I believe, is coming into that because that 2020 that He wants us not just to have a good eyesight naturally, but He wants us to us to have a good spiritual uh, eyesight to see the things that He's showing to us. Uh, David said in Psalm 27, verse 13, he says, "I remain confident in this that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living." We've got to become confident this year that our God is a good God. That at that what we come into is going to be because of the goodness of God showing us this and giving us this and opening up doors and opportunities because we're going to start to see the goodness of God. In the land of the, living. it's no use waiting till heaven. Till God shows you everything, there you go. There's your, there's your, there's your mansion, and and this is all the goodness up there. No, it, this scripture says, in the land of the living, right now, God wants to bless you right now. He wants to show you what He's got for you right now, and we've got to see that. We've got to see it spiritually. We've got to see it naturally. It's not just going to be just in the spiritual realm, because Eli, Elisha's servant saw saw in the natural, and it freaked him out. You know, this is the whole the whole town is surrounded by the enemy, and and he freaked out, and he came in, and, and there was so much full of fear and everything. But then Elisha said, "Open up his eyes, Lord, let him see." And all of a sudden, his spiritual eyes were open. And what did it do? It put such a calmness, it put such a trust in God that 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 in man, that in what we see in the natural, is nothing compared to what God has in the in the real we cannot trust in what we see naturally when God says this and I want to show you what I've got and then all of a sudden he says there is more for us than was against us come on but we got to see it and this is a year where God is going to open up our eyes a focus or vision and this is a time that we really need to focus more than ever before stay focused on what God has called you to do don't lose hope keep on going keep pushing through so many things are trying to attract our eyes and get our eyes distracted at the time. I mean, even now, in the natural, we're seeing the government, you touch that mobile phone while you're driving, it means you're getting your focus off of the road and you're putting it on something else. They'll, check, they'll, they'll find you $1,000 and four demerit points. So I, I, I mean, this is just the natural. I believe there's something kind of saying, hey, listen, don't get your eyes off me. Don't get your focus on me because you're going to lose more than a thousand bucks. So keep our eyes on him. Don't look to the left or to the right, but straight ahead. Keep him in the center of everything that we have. Keep our focus on him. Uh, man plans his ways, but God directs his footsteps. God is leading you into your promises just as he did with Joshua, led him in. He had never been that way before. Listen, we have never been this way before. We've never been in 2020, 2020. We've never been this way. It's a new way. It's a new year. So many new things are happening, changes going on all over the place. So we've got to keep focused. And God will lead us in to the promises that he has for us. Some of the things that he spoke to us years and years ago uh, are coming to pass. I believe this year we're going to start to come in. Even though it's going to be a time, I feel like we've had the battle for a long time. And it's not just going to be automatic. Just because you've got a prophetic word. Just because you think, well, this is the time. I should, And you can stamp your feet. You can spit the dummy. You can do all sorts of things. But that's not going to do anything. Come on. God has got everything organized and it's, you, you can't just chuck a wobbly uh, because you think you deserve everything. You're still going to have to fight. You're still going to have to push through. You're still going to have to have that, that that fortitude inside of you that you cannot give up. You must push through. You must persevere. And this is a time where we've got to do that because we've never been this way before. That's why we need to have our eyes focused on God. Let him lead you and guide you listen your feet will always follow your eyes what are we looking at what are we watching that's the that's the thing that's the key what are we watching what are we looking at what what are we doing with our eyes because our eyes are going to be attracted by all sorts of things but we've got to keep them on God. proverbs 29 verse 18 says where there is no vision the people perish but he that keeps the law happy is he You've got to have a vision. You've got to have, what's, what's a vision? A vision is, is what God is showing you where to go, what to do. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have something. You've got to follow something. You've got to have something inside of you that pushes you on. If it pushes you on, I'm hoping that you're going in the right direction. If you've got no vision, pushed, you might be getting pushed in the wrong direction. Have that prophetic vision. Know what he is saying. Know what he's wanting you to do. Get those prophetic words out. Get into look God. Look into him. See him more clearer this year. And you'll start to see where he's taking you. And you'll get that vision that will push you into what God is wanting. Uh, in Hebrew, the letter the letter kap, uh represents the number 20. It's K-A-P-H or K-A-F. It's short for cafe. No. <laughs> but... This is the Hebrew letter for the number 20. Very interesting. When you start to do some study in this, calf is a palm, not a palm tree, but a hand. It's an open hand. It signifies giving freely with the palm up. Giving freely of your time, giving freely of your love, giving freely of your finances, your grace and your patience, giving freely of your giftings, natural and supernatural your wisdom and your knowledge giving freely when we pray we bless and we impart it's with our with our palms uh facing up or our palms towards somebody we never go and pray for somebody with our hands like this (laughs) i don't know why but it just looks dumb anyway because it's you know it's always palm first (laughs) but i believe this is part of what god is saying today that it's 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 about impartation it's about giving freely it's the it's the, the, the palms that we are showing right now but listen also on the negative side we can also use our palm it says to hide uh, 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 sin or to cover sin with the palm down so on the negative that's the negative side that we can be we can be uh, use our the, the calf or the hands to hide our sin or to cover sin Uh, with the palm down, we've got a choice right now. And I believe that God wants us to deal with our sins. He wants us to deal with those those fleshly desires. We've got to have a palm up uh, and not not trying to cover anything. It's interesting, again, when you uh, come into a, a, a lot more, and I'll get into that shortly, but there's so much more. And it's all interconnected. When you start to uncover one thing, all of a sudden it leads to something else. And God shows you this idea. It's like, oh, that's interesting. But then you find out they're all connected somehow, and especially with the, the hands. Uh, Julia learned us to this about the number 20, uh, symbolizing redemption. Redemption. Does anyone need redemption today? Okay, we've got three people. Awesome. Okay. Redemption. <laughs> it symbolizes the cycles of fullness. completion fullness and completion a fullness time a fullness of time listen and it's not just any time the 2020 doesn't come around that often this this year doesn't come around that often but God has a fullness of time it's a Kairos time it's not just any type of time it's not just any year it's a fullness of time and as Julie spoke to us it's about being rewarded for the time, the labor that you have put in to to life, the labor you put into your church, the labor you put into ministry, the labor that you are putting in—that maybe no one else sees—but God sees everything. He knows your labor. He knows what you're missing out on. He knows what you're pushing aside. He knows all this. And this twenty is a time. The twenty twenty is a time right now of redemption, where He sees everything you've gone through, and He says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." That the trials that you've gone through? You could have given up. Come on, you could have given up. It would have been so much easier just to give up and start again. Or give up and go to another another church or go to another place just start again. Run away from everything. But you haven't. You have stuck with it. And you've stayed with the, the promise. And it's been hard and it's been tough. There is a reward for doing that. Come on. Everyone who just runs away from their problems doesn't get rewarded. God is not a liar, and he he wants to bless those who will persevere. He blesses them, and he shows them, I've got these things for you. You might have been going through a tough trial right now, but God says, at the end, I will reward you. Not at the beginning, not halfway through. At the end, I will reward you. At at that that circle of fullness, that time of redemption, his perfect timing, you will be rewarded for what you have gone through. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, at the set time, at the kairos time, the God-ordained time, we will reap a harvest. I tell you, again, everything is connected to what God is saying about this year, that your harvest is ready. If we don't give up, that's the key. Don't give up. Keep pushing through. Number twenty also represents a time to be prepared and ready for spiritual warfare. Oh, I thought we I thought we fought last year and the year before and the year before that. How many devils are there? How many giants are there? Well, why, do I, why do I fight the same one? I don't know because there's probably a family of them. It's the brother or the cousin or the the third uncle. <laughs> We're all listen. We're always going to be pushing through. There has to be a time when you have a look. Don't look at it now, but you know you can write it down. Numbers chapter one verse three. It was when when the, the, the guys become twenty years old, then they were able to go to war. There's something about twenty entering into spiritual warfare. We're not done with fighting church. We're not done. We're not just going to sit back and think, whew, that was a tough time." I'll bring on bring on the bring on the dessert. Bring on the sugar, bring on the goat you know, No, no, we're still going to have to be pushing in, but God will give us times like this, that, that the 20, the times of fullness and, and, and the completion where he says, that's it. You could have given up, but you didn't. I've been watching you, and I tell you what, I'm rewarding you right now for the trials that you've had to go through, the tough things that you had to go through. And listen, God will send you through some trials and not always the devil. We blame the devil. God says, it has got nothing to do with it. I'm doing this. I'm pushing this through because I know what's going to come out of you. I know what's in you, and I'm going to cause you to go through some fires to bring that out. The Lord showed you a couple of 2020 scriptures. The first one was Exodus chapter 20, verse 20. Moses said to the people, "Do not be afraid. God has come to test you. God, God has come to test you. Why? I put that in just because I'm." I'm Just checking out, you're saying, well, why would he test us? So why? So that the fear of God will be with you. Well, why do we need the fear of God? To keep you from sinning. Oh, now I understand. God will test us because that will put the fear of God in us to stop us from sinning. Exodus 20.20. We need to keep that out. We need to understand. Again, remember that the the calf, the hands, we're not covering sin, but we're dealing with sin. The fear of God will stop us from sinning. Come on. We need that. Proverbs 14, verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of youth turning a person from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord will turn you around from from where you are going, that downhill slope, and he will put you back in the right direction. The fear of the Lord. And of course, you know, Second 2 Chronicles 20.20 20, talks about, Julie spoke about that, about believing God, uh, and you'll be established, but if you believe the prophets, you will, you will become prosperous. So we not just need that to be uh, in a right, strong, foundational way, but when we hear God's words, when we hear the prophetic words, when we hear what the prophets are saying, and, and listen, as a prophetic generation, we need to hear what God is saying. Because it's not just the prophets. He's released, He's raising up a prophetic generation. So this this will be confirmation to lots of you. This What we're picking up today is like, yep, yeah, that nah, man, I, I'm not, not too sure how I had it there, but that, that's it. You hit it on the nail. I got that. Yeah, this is what I'm going through. This is what I picked up the other day. These are the things, a prophetic generation, if we hear what the prophets are saying and we believe it, come on, it's not just hearing it. But you've got to believe it then it, god says that will that will be prosperous for you and the prosperity comes not just in finances but in health and blessings and 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 favor and all sorts of things interesting it was interesting because i believe that we've got to make room for the prophetic this year don't just have a little, uh, just a little bit on the side now. I just every now and then, I'll just you know have a prophetic dream, or I'll just, no, no, we've got to make room for the prophetic this year. Just like that, that uh, that uh, the rich woman and, and her husband made room in Shunem. You know, they noticed the prophet coming along. It's like yeah, man, we, we just we, he just needs a nice place to stay. Then they built him a nice room on top of the house, you know, penthouse. Not really, it was just a, a room with with a bed. Uh, a, a a table and a lamp or something you know, bare necessities but every time the, the prophet came in stayed there see what happened she received the prophetic she received the prophet's reward because she believed in the prophet and as he stayed there she made room for the prophet she made listen when we make room for the for the prophetic in our lives what are we looking for because i tell you what she had she was barren she couldn't have any children. But the prophet then blessed her. What are we we in a a barren time for right now? Because if we're in a barrenness, we need to make some room for the prophet, make some room for the prophetic, because it will break barrenness like that. And this woman received what she needed or what she wanted in her heart of hearts. Come on. God God rewards those who diligently seek Him. But God will give you the desires of your heart. But your heart has to be in alignment with Him. Amen. So it's interesting also when you start to read, I read the next verse in 2 Chronicles 20, 21. And it says, And when He had consulted with the people, He appointed singers to the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of His holiness. As they went out before the army, they began to sing, Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. So Jehoshaphat said, this is what the Lord is saying. This is what he wants us to sing." And it was interesting. That word praise, when, we, when they said praise the Lord, that word praise means yada. It's a Hebrew word which literally means to use the hands. When we praise the Lord, what do we do? We raise our hands. To throw out the hands, to lift up. Our extended hands and when you have a look at that because there's a number of things I haven't got enough time here but <coughs> we'll be posting the, the word on our website and you can go in and, and have a look at, at so much more of what the Lord's showing me in the way of this this yada, this praise but where the, whether that word Yadah is made up of 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 so many words Yad and and Yada and uh, and Yuda, which is Judah, <clears throat> all about praise, it's all about hands, it's all about intimacy. So guess what the Lord's requiring this year? It's an intimacy. It's a coming in. And what do you do when you when you come in, when you're intimate, you embrace, you wrap your hands around. Come on. It's, it's to do with our hands. When we come into the presence of God, we raise our hands. It, it's praising him. There's something about this. So, so we've got to understand more and more about what he is doing and what this time is. It's also a time. About seeing and decreeing this year, seeing and decreeing. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Get loud. This is the time to get loud. You can't sit around with, it's just so quiet. Job 22 28, you shall decree a thing. See, when you decree a thing, it's not just, thank you, Jesus. I love you, God. Jesus, I just want to When you decree a thing, you decree a thing. In the name of Jesus, uh, you beat, get out of here, devil. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you come in power and authority. That's a decree. You get loud. Getting loud. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established and light will shine upon your ways. It's a year to see what God is saying to you so you can say what you're saying. (laughs) You might have to... But what you see in the spiritual realm, you are to declare in the natural. Yes. God is showing you things in the spiritual, and He's saying, "I just don't want them to be in the spirit. I want you to bring it into the natural. I want you to speak it out into being. I want you to come and what you you what is in heaven, let it so let, let it be here on earth. Come on, so let it be. And it's like uh, in First Kings chapter eighteen when uh, when Elijah saw. That tiny little cloud. Well, actually he didn't see it first, but he, he heard something first. But, but what was in the spiritual realm all of a sudden became natural. What did he do? He declared, you better go down. He told his servant. This was before he saw, a, before there was even a cloud in the natural, before there was a, na- a noise in the natural. He would already seen it and heard it in the spiritual realm. That's when he told his, his servant. Get down and tell Ahab, He better get eat and drink, and he get going to to Jezreel before he won't be able to, because it's about to rain. It's about the storm. It's about to have this thunder bomb thing coming down. It's come on before you. He better get something and eat and drink now before he gets bogged, before he can't make it. What did he do? He started to declare what he saw spiritually. Come on, church. God is showing us some things. We start decreeing it. Start declaring it. See some things over our lives. We, we need to speak them out. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It broke the drought. Listen, the, the drought is about to break in your life. We've seen some, some tough times here in Australia. I believe the, the, the drought is about to break. Come on, even in the natural, it's about to break. Why? Because I know this is a timing in God what he's doing, even in the spiritual time. we have be dry and we're thirsty. Well, it's about to break, church, for those ones who are crying out, for those ones who are position themselves, for those ones who will hear what the prophets are saying and start to align themselves with the word of God. We'll see the blessing. Jacob saw a dream, the gateway of heaven, where angels ascending and descending. And what did he do? He declared, how awesome is this place? He declared it. He just didn't think it in his head. He declared how awesome this place. This is the gate of heaven. This is an incredible place that he builds an altar to the Lord. Psalm 61, sorry, Psalm 81 verse 10 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. If you don't know what to say, just open your mouth. Because God will fill it. Why is He wanting to fill it? So we can speak it out. He brought them out of bondage. What is the impossible? See, what is our impossible? What is what's impossible to us is possible to God. What is your impossible? It was impossible for them to break out after four hundred years of bondage. But God sent a deliverer. Listen, God is sending a deliverer right now. He's bringing a message right now that is going to break you out of your drought. It's going to break you out of your bondage. It's going to break you out of that hard labor. And he's saying, well done, guys. Listen, I tell you what, it's been 400 years. Well, not for some of you. I mean, you don't look that old. I wasn't looking at anyone in particular either. But it's been 400 years. But now... I have come to bless. Now I have come full circle right now. It's like 2020. All of a sudden now redemption has come and I am now going to bring you your reward for the trials that you've been through. Come on, we need to get excited about that. You're allowed to get loud. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus. And then I looked at the words of John Farnham. You're the voice. (laughs) (laughs) we <laughs> <laughs> got some locally growing guys here Johnny, Johnny Farnham you're the voice, I looked up the words you're the voice, try and understand no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. try and understand that i just read it yeah. you're the voice, try, try and understand it make a noise and make it clear this is a prophetic song Oh woah 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 wo shakarabasate Very prophetic. We're not gonna sit in silence. We're not gonna live with fear. Wow, that should be a song. <laughs> but listen, there's some things right now that God is saying, it's time. It's time. You are the voice. We're not living in fear. We're going to start to step out. We're, we're going to make it loud. We're going to be loud once again. Because I believe what's happened is that the church has lost its voice. The church has not got a distinct sound anymore. It sounds very much like the world. I tell you, some of these churches, like, where do they get that from? That's that's contrary to what the word says but it's because the people want to hear what their itching ears want to hear and what happens is that the church becomes people pleases and not god pleases and they put up this they bring forward this slot because it's, it's a it's a watered down version of the word which is absolute rubbish when we're going to get back to the word you've got to have a distinct sound once again Amen. come on when you hear a crow you, you know that that's a crow come on you hear a kookaburra, it's a kookaburra. Well, just recently last you know a few months three o'clock in the morning you hear this this stone bush curlew and you know that's a stone bush curlew because firstly you gotta look it up and like, what the heck was that sound it sounds like some woman's dying look it up do, do some googling after and listen to what a stone bush curlew sounds like and then magnify that about a hundred times at three o'clock in the morning it's a distinct sound. You know that that is that crazy bird, and then you try and find out where it lives during the day. <laughs> so you can just hey say hi. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> but the distinct sound. Come on, we as a church, we must have our distinct sound back because otherwise we're just going to sound like the church and the church isn't going to have a clue they're not going to even want to come in the, in the, 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 the world Sorry, it's not even going to have, want to come in here because we sound just like the world why do we need to come in we didn't sound like the world, we just stay out here a distinct sound a distinct sound not a wishy-washy come on, we are a remnant church a remnant Amen. church, speak the truth the truth will set you free Come on, knowing the truth will set you free. Nothing watered down, washed down, that's not going to set you free. And then, thank you, John. And then, everyone's sort of been asking me, well, you had a word, one word God gave you the last few years, so it's like, oh God, I've got to get another word. A word, what's the word? And all of a sudden, I'm reading the scriptures, and this word comes. Zopha. I was like, God, that's that's like Thomas. Um That's not English, is it? <laughs> no, it's a Hebrew word. Ramatham Zotham. R-A-M-A-T-H-A-I-M-Z-O-P-H-I-M. Ramatham Zotham. When you say it enough, it's just like, Ramatham Zotham. <laughs> Ramatham awful. You got it. You say, and you say it over and over, and then in the middle of the, of the night you wake up and say, "Rama Thems Awesome." Rama things often awesome. Say it, Rama Thems awesome. awesome. See, there's no, there's no wrong way of saying it. Awesome. Unless you go onto to YouTube and find out how you really say it, but that's okay. They just all show off there's probably three or four different ways of saying it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Whatever you say, Ramatham, it's okay, it's fine. Let me tell you what it means. Let me tell you what I feel first, because I believe that this is a call to all watchmen and intercessors. Ramatham is often, listen, it means double-heighted watchmen. Now, just because you're, you're... Vertically challenged doesn't mean that. that's uh, that's, I, that's on me. No, no, it doesn't mean that at all. Okay, so doesn't matter if you're tall or short or whatever. But it means watchmen that are going to new heights. It's having the ability to lean forward to see into the distance, to be doubly watchful, to be doubly receptive to what the Lord is showing them. ramathaim of often means a double. It's double-hided. It's like a double a, a double hill or a double mountain. And God is taking us to a higher level. As Julie was saying, it's double-double. It's we're, we're going further than we've ever been before. We're going twice as far. God is wanting us to come to a higher point, a higher level. And He's wanting us to see the higher you go, the further you can see. So here, it's doubly receptive to what the Lord is showing them. It's interesting, Samuel the prophet was born in Ramatham's offering. The schools of the prophets were at Ramatham's offering. So all of a sudden, there's like this common thing about the prophetic. Make some room for the prophetic. Come on. I believe God is raising up a prophetic, Ramatham's a watchman, company, intercessor, company he's raising us up he's taking listen and I believe as as fathers as mothers, we need to come to that place of watchman over our family over our marriage over our region listen we have done that in our place and in, 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 in Carindale we've gone every time we jog every time we walk we're praying in tongues we're praying we see some things it's like that shouldn't be here where that, where that you know alcohol bottle come from it's like <laughs> here, get, get rid of that and we, and we pray and we believe God that we have we have changed the atmosphere in that region listen I tell you when you start to press into God all of a sudden you start to see some things and it's not just well that's just that's just kids you oh, know probably just chucked down the car uh, hey whoa hang on no no this is my place this is my area I don't want that in, this, in my place and you can change come on you got to change what you're starting to see no God this is not going to happen and you come against those things and you start to bring a place where this is this is what we want to see we want to see blessing we want to see encouragement we want to see marriages making it we don't want to see people getting caught up with alcoholism or drugs or anything like that God set them free right now this is the ability of the ability that we have run the things off them have a cup verse one says I will stand my watch and station my place on the ramparts or the fortified walls, and I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm reproved. See, when you break up Ramathan me into the Hebrew words that make it up, this is what you get. The first part talks of rising and being lifted up, it speaks of strength like a wild ox. And I believe, as I, speak, as I was looking at that, I believe that that, the, that this year that we're going to be in for a rising bull market, I believe, stock markets, I believe it's a good time to go in and to buy property. It's a good time to buy, to buy stocks and bonds. I believe this is going to be a time where God says, watch and see what I'm about to do. But listen, it's always the same. We've got to get, a, if that's what God's speaking to you, make sure you get two or three witnesses. Make sure you, you get the uh, you get right a counsel. Make sure that you just don't do it on a whim. It's fair, it seems good or whatever. But there's always any major decisions need to have confirmation when we hear his voice and get a strategy. And listen, the timing. It's about the timing. Make sure we get that right. Other parts of that word talked about pomegranate, and the pomegranate is a symbol of harvest-ready fruit. Harvest-ready fruit. You are ready. Your situation is ready. Your, your, your future is ready. Harvest-ready fruit. It's time for harvest. It's time for blessing. Another part talks about expressing and demonstrating truth. And John 8.32 says, And the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Nothing but the truth will make us free. Let's be speakers of the truth. Another part talks about the anointing flowing down from the head. We need to be connected to godly anointed men and women so that the anointing can flow down from the head down. The last part talks about storing up wealth and treasure. Now I know the Bible tells us not to store up wealth and treasure because it gets corrupted and rusted and moths fly around it, and all sorts of things. But I don't believe it's that. We're not just putting it up there just to hold on to it. I believe that, that God is wanting to get us to a point where we're bringing things in, that we're heaping things up so that we pass on to generations. Come on, our generations will be blessed. Natural and spiritually, we'll be blessed. That's the reason, and I believe that's why we go through the testing. God will test your heart. He will test your desires. He will test you why you want this, why you're doing this. And if it's for the right things, I tell you, God will bless you. Listen, don't give up. You're closer now than you ever have been. You are closer now. God is leading us. Step by step, little by little, he's teaching us to trust him, little by little. He's revealing his plan, little by little. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't get frustrated when things don't happen as quickly as you would like them to happen. Just thank God that we're moving forward. Trust in his timing. Trust that he has your best interest at heart. Trust that he is leading you into victory as you keep moving forward little by little, step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept. Finish the race that's set before you. I know myself that I set out for a race I'm knowing that I'm going to finish it. I don't set out for a race knowing that uh, I don't even know why I'm starting this, because I'm not going to finish it. You go in with a defeated attitude, you're not going to do it. You're not going to make it. You've got to go in and say, I'm going to finish this race. And so sometimes when I went the beginning, I used to break it down into, I'm just going to run from this post to that post, from lamppost post to that lamppost, post, and then from street to street, and then all of a sudden from, from corner to corner, and then from, from kilometer to kilometer. Sometimes it's just little steps. But, but sometimes you've got to do the little steps first before you can start to come in to a great bigger thing. And so it's the little by little, and I break it down into those, in those areas. And I tell myself, a third of the way, no, great, we're a third of the way. I know because i like got a GPS watch. It's like, okay, we're a third of the way. Fantastic. I don't look, oh man, I've got two thirds to go. I look at, I've done a third. That's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I've done a half. And then two thirds. And sometimes it's that last six Ks that's tough, and it's like, oh man, I've got six Ks to go. It's like, oh, wow. But listen, it's again, it's just step by step. It's little by little, and then you get there, and then it's like, woo-hoo, we've done it. And some days you know, you'll set you'll set records. Other days it's like, well, at least I got out. <laughs> at least I did it. It's not, you know, we didn't set any records today, but that's, that's that's okay. We got out there and we did it. And it was just interesting in September last year that uh, it was my it was the tenth anniversary of uh, all the times I've been, I've kept on my GPS watch. It was from 10 years. I started 10 years ago, and September was the 10 years up. And I thought, that's interesting. I can go back and I can count every kilometre that I did for those 10 years. And so I did. And so I counted the 24,222 kilometres I have jogged in 10 years. And I thought, holy truly that's a lot. And then I thought, how far around the world? And I looked, and it's over halfway around the world. Now listen, I didn't start off with thinking, I'm going to run around the world. I just thought, I just want to get healthy. The prophetic word came in 2005, stay alive. That's like, (laughs) that resonated to me. I was 13 kilos, probably about maybe 12 kilos, uh, more than what I am now. And uh, and I just heard this word, it resonated. It's like, 2005, stay alive. I want to stay alive. And so we started to walk first, then we started to jog, and it was little by little, and it was from that prophetic word. What is Second Chronicles twenty twenty? Believe the prophets, and you shall prosper. Now I love John. Now, like I said, twenty four thousand two hundred twenty two kilometers, and I and I thought, man, that's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears right there. That's that's a that's a lot of chafing. That's a lot of that's a lot of blisters. That's I don't know how many shoes I've gone through, uh, shorts and all sorts of things. But you know what? I look back and I thought, thank God. Look at where I am now. I I mean, I I absolutely love jogging, uh, health and all sorts of stuff. But I just didn't start to step out and just go for 16Ks every day. It's little by little, little by little. That's what our life is like, little by little. God will take us little by little. And we trust Him a little bit more, and we trust Him a little bit more. All of a sudden, we trust Him a little, and and more and more, and we start to realize that that we have, we've got no one else but God to trust. And He starts to show us more and more and more. But sometimes it's just a faith step that we step out. And that's what, even with uh, Abraham, Abraham, God said, "Listen, I want you to look. I want you to look up, and I want you to step out, and I want you to start to walk. Don't work it out; just walk it out." He says, "I want you to look and look to the left, the right, look up, north, south, east, and west." But he says, "Every step you take is yours." See, these are the things that we're going to start to look at. We look up, and we we hear the voice of God. We say, "Okay, Lord, whatever you want, I'm going to do it. Whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it, step by step." These are the things that we're seeing more and more of. One of the last things I want to share just about is about being stretched this year. (laughs) This year you're going to find yourself doing things you never thought or even dreamt of doing. And just in the last four weeks, this has become so true. Because we, we never thought, we never dreamt that we would be uh, taking on as the senior pastors of Forever House, and, and, and our daughter Sarah and and our son-in-law Brad are going to have twelve months off because after ten years, you know, you start to, you know, you get a bit tired. But we 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 want to see them come back with strength and refired, refreshed, and everything like that. And again, we, we when they told us what they were going through, we're thinking, "Well, that's that's terrible. I don't know about that." And, we, and they said, "Well, what, what do you feel like?" We, we don't feel anything. Yeah. And then, and again, uh, that was one night, and then the next day I we went out for a jog, and then I come back and I told Julie, "It's like I just had this thought. I don't know where it came from, but I just had this thought that we're going to take over the church for twelve months. We'll we'll run it for twelve months, and then we'll get right Zero back." And I said, uh, "So it's just a thought. What do you reckon?" She goes, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so went upstairs, and she, I come back. By that time, twenty minutes or so, Drew has already worked it out. Okay, well, if this is if this is God, then we're going to do this, this, and then. So she'd already worked it all out. And then all of a sudden, we started to get excited about. It. And then we rang, we rang Brad and Sarah, up. and, and they cried. They just they, they just felt like there was so much pressure off them. And you see, you know when it's God, when everything starts to work into place and fall into place. And, and the power of God and the grace of God and everything starts to, to come in. And, and we're getting so excited about this and we, want, we know that, that the church is going to you know, come into a, a, a place where there's going to be... Well, we're, going to, we're going to put some things into place. We're going to put some, some foundational things, but we're just going to see it's going to grow and grow and grow. And we've got a great team of people. Uh, Some of them are here already tonight. But listen, God is taking you out of your comfort zone this year. And you're going to be doing some things you thought you would never do. Never even dreamt of doing. But you know what? God never gives us more than we can handle. He just thinks you can handle a lot more than what you can. We just thought, okay, God, now we're... We're just we're, we're bringing forward this marketplace in, in initiative and, and, and Bible studies and all sorts of things, and, and all of a sudden it's like God says they can handle that. Amen. Also, so so get ready not just to see but to hear what the Lord is wanting you to do this year. So I looked at this word. Is the scripture in Isaiah chapter 50, fifty-four, uh, verse two? Enlarge the place. Or your tent. (laughs) Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. The first word talks about enlarge. Enlargement comes. Enlargement of your mind. Enlargement means to think bigger than what you're thinking right now. To get ready for what he wants to bring forward and what he wants to show you. Enlargement means we've got to have a bigger dream. We've got to have a bigger perspective of what we have right now. We need to make God bigger. Not the issues, small issues of life bigger than God. Nothing is bigger than God. God is bigger than all of those things. Stretching involves getting past our current limitation. Stretching keeps our muscles flexible, strong, and healthy. And we need flexibility to maintain a range of motions in our joints. Without it, the muscles shorten become tight. And then when you call on the muscles for activity, they're weak and unstable to extend all the way. This is the same in our spiritual strength. When God gets us to do something, it's like, oh, we got a car. Because you haven't been stretched, you haven't had those things stretched. See, God will get you to places. Allow Him to stretch you this year. Allow Him, allow him to 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 bring forth you know, that pliability in our lives. God will stretch you into doing things you thought never possible. Don't hold back. Talks about overcoming fear. There are times we need uh, to. to to do things that make us afraid, but we've got to understand, we've got to break out of the old. God, listen, God never gave us a spirit of fear. Love, power, a sound mind, that's what we have. So we're breaking out, we're not holding back. Lengthening means to, to go further in output and effort, going the extra mile. Extra is not normal. We're not going the normal mile, we're going the extra mile. Get ready to do some abnormal and unusual things this year. Strengthening involves the development of character which enables us to deal with the things that come. If we're not strengthened on the inside, then we're going to be a pushover for the enemy when the trials do come. And the last thing is that God's grace and mercy is going to be poured out upon us this year. His grace and His mercy is gonna be poured out upon us this year. We we're just doing a just a cruise just recently. And that's that's you know we, we always have a holiday, but we just felt like there was this cruise that came out that was so cheap. It was cheaper than actually yeah we usually go down to Kingscliff for a week. But it was cheaper than going down there. So we just thought hey why not? So we went on this cruise and uh we were at sea for about three days, and uh, again, I like to jog, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm jogging, and there was a hundred kilometer hour headwind that we were going through, and I mean it was rocky, and, I, and as I was running around the, the, the track on the ship, you come against the headwind, and it was you could hardly make it. It was just like babies that. <laughs> And, and it's like, my eyebrows were coming out of my eyes. It's like, the wind, it's like, yeah, the eye, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't have a hair problem. And, and it was like, it was so tough. And then, then I'm looking up and then, some of these little, uh, little Asian people were there, they're just skin and bones, and, and, and they were getting blown around, and I had to hang on to, to the railings. I mean, this is, literally, as I'm looking, at like, holy good, this is unbelievable. And I'm going, and I'm, and I'm like, and this, the wind is trying to blow you around, and I get round halfway around the front, and all of a sudden it's like it's calm, and then all of a sudden you go past that, and then what was against you is now behind you, and it's pushing you, and it's like I don't want to go this far, but like my legs keep going, because you're going flat out because this wind is now behind you. See, it's just like, and the Lord started to show me. And I did that 30 times. It's like 30 laps. I was like, I was a glutton for punishment. God was God, God was speaking to me. But but it was like, and as every time I come around, see, the storms in life that are coming against us are trying to stop you from going forward. They're trying to stop you in your tracks. And listen, if I did stop, it would push me even back further. But when you are persistent and when you have that 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 fortitude and it's like I'm not stopping I'm keeping going it doesn't matter what's coming against me and you just got to keep on pushing through all of a sudden you come around that front and then everything that was against you is now for you see that storm that was in your face is now at your back pushing you faster than you want to go and I believe that's what God is wanting See, God can do a quick work. You might think, man, it's just, it's a little steps, It's baby steps. Oh, God, I don't even know where I'm going to make it. And then you come around the corner, it's like, Nch! you're flying past. It's like, I've never been this fast before. Look at my legs. and My legs have just going. And then you come around the corner again, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to do this again. But I believe this is the same thing like in life. Everything's coming against you. But there comes a tipping point. There comes a time. There comes, I believe, a year that all of a sudden everything starts to change. And everything that was against you in that that storm in your life, all of a sudden it's now at your back you've passed it, you've gone through it, you persevered, you could have died, you could have stopped, you could have gone home, you could have said, oh, let's just go to the gym, it's nice in there, it's nice, it's got air conditioning and there's no wind. But you stuck at it and you pushed through and you persevered. And I believe that everything that was at you, that was trying to get you to stop is now pushing you further. And pushing you faster, and you're gonna come in to everything that God has so much more quicker because you did not give up. Can we stand here tonight? I, I, I feel just I want to just release a, a real uh blessing and a just an impartation tonight. Thank you, Lord. Again, it's all about the hands, the, the calf. The open hands right now. I want to. I'm going to. We're going to pray for you each one right now, and uh, I feel that's uh, really part of what the Lord's wanting for this year. That we're going to get a fresh charge in the Holy Spirit tonight, Father. Right now, just let's put your hands toward Lord right now, palms up. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Right now, we want to bless you. We thank you, Father, for this year, 2020. Lord, we want to see you more clearer than we have in the past. Lord, we thank you for even our own uh, uh, eyesights now in the natural, Father. Lord, that you're healing our eyes to see even clearer in the natural. But Lord, tonight, we want to see clearer in the spiritual realm now. Lord, I thank you that this is going to be such a year that we give you all the honor and all the glory. We thank you, Father, today, Lord, about this year that we are going to come through. Lord, doesn't matter what has been against us, Lord, that is going to now be for us and it's going to push us further. And Lord, that you too are wanting us to come into the blessings and coming into the harvest. Lord, this is our harvest time. We are ready. the The fruit is ready to be harvested right now. We thank you this year is a time where you bring your redemptive power upon us and redemption for us and Lord the reward has come because of what the hard labor and everything that we've been through the trials the tribulations God we're not just doing it because we wanted to have a a blessing but Lord we did it because you've asked us to go and you've wanted us to move through this Lord right now just as Shadrach Meshach and Abednego had to go through the fire it was their fire That was the fire. Everyone else got burned. It wasn't their fire. But Lord, we know that the fire you have us to go through, we'll come through that. And Lord, there will be promotion at the end. We'll come through, not even singed, but we'll come out stronger. We'll come out bolder. We'll come out more trusting in you, God. Lord, today, Lord, you are testing us. But I thank you, Lord, there comes a time where that test finishes and we get that well done, good and faithful servant And the reward comes of all the hard labor and all the hard years. I'm glad we never give up. I'm glad you didn't give up. You'll be glad you never gave up because of what God has. So, Father, we bless you tonight and we thank you for this year. And we want to honor you tonight, Lord. Father, we bless you. We know this is going to be a great year. And we're going to lift you up. We're going to praise you. We're going to yada you. We're going to yada. We're going to We're gonna do what we need to do. But God, we're going to see you high and lifted up. And we're going to keep, fo- keep you in our focus right now. We are not going to be distracted. We're not going to look to the left or to the right. But Lord, we're going to follow you and you're going to lead us in because we've never been this way before. So we're going to stick with you, Father. Lead us and guide us tonight. In Jesus' name, have your way. Have your way in our life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We're going to have you come out. How are we going to do this, babe? <clears throat> just by row. You still want to come out through this way. Maybe, maybe this, this side of uh, the auditorium here. Just want to come forward right now. Just come this way and just make yourself work way back to the seat. And then we'll, then we'll go over to this next section here. Okay, so come forward. Let's just, let's just raise our hands. It's all about the calf, okay? <laughs> we're raising our hands right now. We're praying for these ones. Thank you, Father, right now. Thank you, Lord. A fresh impartation now. Lord, we thank you. This is a year of that hand, Father. Lord, we're an impartation and a stirring right now. A fresh impartation. Thank you, Lord. Impart right now. We thank you, Father. Lord, give a fresh charge, oh God, tonight. A fresh charge. Lord, for this year, 2020, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Now. Thank you, Father. A fresh impartation. Yes, oh God. Thank you, Father. Yes, that's it. Thank you, Lord, right now. More, oh God. Thank you. As we impart right now, Jesus, name, We thank you, Lord, for this, these ones right now. Yes, oh God. Impartation. Thank you, Father. Fresh charge, oh God. Thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, Father. Now, in yes. Jesus' name. Thank you, God, right now. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Fresh anointing right now. Thank you, Lord. Impart. Stir Father, we thank you, Father. A fresh charge now. Thank you, Lord. Fresh charge in Jesus' name. A fresh charge, oh God. Thank you, Lord, right now. And that fresh charge, oh God, today. Thank you, Lord, for this year, oh God. A fresh charge, oh God. A fresh charge in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So we'll come over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll come. Which way? You're going this way? I'm going this way. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Right now, fresh charge in Jesus' name. Lord, a fresh charge now in Jesus' name. Fresh charge for this year, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Fresh charge. That's a fresh charge, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Give him a charge. Give him a charge, oh God. Charge him charge right now thank you father fresh charge now in jesus name that fresh charge you got in jesus name thank you lord that fresh charge a fresh charge now in jesus name thank you lord fresh charge <laughs> a fresh charge thank you lord thank you father fresh charge you got yes lord thank you father fresh charge now in jesus name that fresh charge thank you lord right now fresh charge you got thank you god yes lord that charge now yes yeah. 2020, thank you, Lord. Oh, fresh charge of God. A fresh charge, thank you, Lord, right now. Yes, oh God, thank you, Father, right now. Yes, oh God, fresh charge, fresh charge, thank you, Father. Yes, oh God, the fresh charge of God, thank you, Lord. Fresh charge, yes, that's it, that's it. Fresh charge of God, thank you, Father, right now. That's fresh charge, thank you, God. Fresh charge, thank you, Lord. Fresh charge of God, thank you, God. Fresh charge, that's it. Awesome. Fresh eyes Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give Him praise, Father. We give You God, Lord, all the glory. We give You praise right now, Father. We thank You, Lord, even from the of this year. Lord, we're going to give You all the praise, Father. Lord, we're going we're gonna to just, just be so we're going to be so busy just giving You praise and honor and glory for all the good things that You've been doing. Because God, we will see. The goodness of God in the land of living. In Jesus' name. And everyone said Amen. 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 We'll bless you guys. Awesome.